amazing that the that the miracle that brought Reinhardt to America was a resurrection from the dead. And God told Reinhardt, I've sent you there for America's sake. I believe it's a prophetic sign. I believe that America is is a nation that is on the very brink and maybe even like Lazarus, dead and in the grave and stinking. But I believe there's a miracle of resurrection. The Lord's gonna allow that evangelistic mantle to fall on another generation. And there's going to be an awakening in America, a resurrection from the dead. Welcome to the Charisma Connection. I'm your host today, Jenny Rose Curtis, and I have on the line Daniel Kalenda, who is the CEO of Christ for All Nations, and he is here to talk to us today about what God is doing in the ministry, how God is moving, and a conference that may be the catalyst we need to see a move of God. So Daniel, let me just start by asking you, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, my name is uh, Daniel Kalenda. I'm an evangelist. Um, a lot of people know me as the successor to a man by the name of Reinhard Bonnke, who um, was, I think, one of the greatest evangelists of all time. Uh, he founded a ministry called Christ for All Nations, which uh, started out in Southern Africa. And today, we have offices all over the world. We do massive events all over the world. Today, I lead that ministry, Christ for All Nations. And we have seen, since 1987, more than 78 million people um, come to Christ. And those are wow. registered, documented um, decisions for Christ. And those people have been ushered into our follow-up system, where they are brought into local churches to be discipled. We believe, you know, as Jesus said, he didn't say go into the world and make converts. He said go and make disciples. Amen. So we're very passionate about seeing those new believers make it into the local church. And really, that's that's what our whole ministry is about. It's getting people saved, delivered, healed, and discipled so that they can uh, make more disciples and arrive in heaven. Amen. I love that. Don't just get people saved, but let them know Jesus. That's so great. Amen. So you mentioned Reinhard Bonnke, and you're his successor. He had a word that all of America shall be saved. Can you talk to us about that? Yeah, I mean, it's an amazing story. It begins in Africa, to be honest. Uh, when he first was a missionary as a young man in his 20s in the southern African nation of Lesotho, um, he, he was having a very difficult time. People weren't uh, getting saved. There wasn't any big move of God happening. He said sometimes he would travel a whole day to reach a village, and when he arrived, there was only five people there. And oh even those goodness. five people weren't interested in the message. And so he began to pray, and he'd cry out to the Lord, and he said, Lord, this can't be it. This can't be all there is to the glorious gospel. And he said um, after going through that season of anguish, there was a, a period where he had dreams. And in four consecutive nights, he had the same dream. He said he saw the map of Africa, the entire continent, being washed in the blood of Jesus. And he heard the voice of the Holy Spirit cry, Africa shall be saved. And so um, when he had the dream the first night, he thought, well, maybe I just ate bad bananas or something. And it was just a <laughs> silly dream. He said, my ministry has no impact in this tiny little African country of Lesotho. But then he had the dream a second night and a third night and a fourth night. And after the fourth consecutive night, he said to his wife, I think God is trying to tell me something. And <laughs> wow. it was that dream that launched him into the ministry we now know as Christ for All Nations. Mm. And he began going to stadiums, and then the stadiums became too small. He had to start going to open fields. Hundreds of thousands, sometimes even over a million people would come out to hear the gospel. We had a meeting in the year 2000 in Lagos, Nigeria, where 
there were over a million people that got saved in one meeting. Oh, my goodness. So it's, it's been amazing what God has done in Africa. And, and for all these years, more than 40 years, Reinhardt has been just declaring that motto all over the world, Africa shall be saved, Africa shall be saved. Well, several, um, several years ago, the Lord spoke to Reinhardt and told him that he needed to transition his ministry from, uh, from the, where they were positioned, the headquarters in Germany, to America. And it was a very unusual thing. He had no desire to come to America. He didn't know very many people here. And, but, but he felt like the Lord had told him to do this. And so he said, Lord, um, if this is really you, I've never done this before, but I'm asking you to give me a sign. He said, this is the sign. Give me, have, let something happen in my ministry in the near future that I've never seen before. And that was a pretty open-ended request. That A couple of days later, after making that um, request of the Lord, there was a man that was brought to a meeting where he was preaching. The man had been dead and embalmed for three days. Oh, wow. And he came back to life in that meeting. And indeed, that was something that, that uh, none of us had ever seen or even heard about before. Right. And it was a huge sign. Reinhard Bonnke said to his wife, by the end of the month, we're going to be in America. They moved to the United States. So that is the way that I uh, met Reinhardt. He came to America, and he's been, he's been working here in the United States, and he's had a headquarters here now for quite some time. But something very interesting happened, and I, this is why I'm connecting it to that whole Africa story, because just recently, I'm talking in the last three or four years, something happened that was remarkable. I'd never heard Reinhardt really talk passionately about any other nation other than, or any other continent, rather, other than Africa. Right. But then he said to me one day, he said, the Lord spoke to me, and the Lord said something I didn't expect. He said, I didn't send you to America just so that the Americans could help pay for the harvest in Africa. He said, I sent you to America for America's sake. And he said, America will be saved. Amen. And so it was amazing that the, that the miracle that brought Reinhardt to America was a resurrection from the dead. And God told Reinhardt, I've sent you there for America's sake. I believe it's a prophetic sign. I believe that America is, uh, is a nation that is on the very brink, and maybe even like Lazarus, dead and in the grave and stinking. But I believe there's a miracle of resurrection. The Lord's going to allow that evangelistic mantle to fall on another generation. And there's going to be an awakening in America, a resurrection from the dead. Amen. And I believe we're on the brink. What we've seen in Africa, we don't say Africa shall be saved anymore. Now we say Africa is being saved because we've already begun to see the fulfillment of that promise. And I believe America's next. The best is yet to come. The greatest move of God, the greatest harvest of souls is right on the horizon. Amen. That is so encouraging. I can definitely agree with you that so much of America is so dead. We need that awakening here. So, but that is a huge mantle for you to carry as Reinhardt's successor. How do you carry that out? Well, you know, somebody asked me early on in the transition, this is like, I've been in this position for about 10 years um, and and moving into it for 12 years. Mm -hmm. So right at the very beginning, I remember a reporter in South Africa said to me, how do you expect to fill the shoes of a man like Reinhard Bonnke? And, um, you know, it was a, he, was, he was a little bit hostile toward me because, oh, of course, wow. Reinhardt is a legend in South Africa, as he is in many parts of the world. Mm-hmm. But it suddenly occurred to me, and I've said this ever since, I said, I don't intend to fill the shoes of Reinhard Bonnke. That's not what the Lord ever asked me to do. I only have my own shoes because I know that in those shoes there will be grace and power to do what God's called me to do. 
I'm not trying to live up to him or to surpass him. I'm not competing with him. I love Reinhard Bonnke. There will only ever be one Reinhard Bonnke. But I can preach the gospel, and his Jesus is my Jesus. His Holy Spirit is my Holy Spirit. And so far we have seen God doing the exact same things, and it's even gone to another level. And so the reality is that at the end of the day, as amazing as Reinhard Bonnke is, it's not about him. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. And it's about those that are willing to allow him to use them. Even if they're weak vessels, he can use those that are willing. Amen. That is so great. And can I just ask you real quick, what are you doing right now to impart that same vision to those around you? Well, I've done several things. You know, I I have on a couple of occasions taken um, groups of young men and just trained them up and sent them out into ministry and it's amazing to see what God's done with, with some of those guys. Um, and, and I, every time I get a chance, we, we do that. We have schools of evangelism that we do all over the world. We have online correspondence courses. I write books. We do fire conferences where we train pastors, leaders, church workers in evangelism. So every chance we get, we're trying to impart that uh, evangelistic mantle and vision and passion. You know, in Ephesians, where it talks about the fivefold ministry gifts, it says that their job is to equip the saints right. to do the work of the ministry. And so in addition to actually preaching the gospel and doing crusades, we believe that it's part of our calling to impart that same vision and, and mantle and passion to the body and to the, the saints so that they can also do the work of the ministry. That's so good. Now, I want to take a step back and look at the past for a moment. So we, we can look back and we can see in history moments where the church had the opportunity to step into a move of God. So I want to ask you, what makes the church seize that opportunity? Well, I, I don't think the church always does seize that opportunity. Okay. There's, a famous, there's a famous story um, of the, I think it was the, the cousin and uncle of Marco Polo, they have the opportunity to bring missionaries into the the, uh, the Far East. Um, the Kublai Khan invited them to come and evangelize the entire region, and uh, the Pope rejected it, saying those barbarians don't deserve the gospel. Oh, my goodness. And um, that, that region today is what we call the 1040 window. It's the most populous and the most unevangelized place in the world. So a generation lost that open door, that opportunity. I believe that every generation has a, a chance, has an open door. God gives them uh, a calling, and whether they step into it or not will determine how they affect future generations for the rest of history. That's why it's so important. For example, what we see happening in Africa right now, mm-hmm. we go relentlessly, month after month. We, we, we don't have bank accounts full of money. We spend all our money going to Africa and doing these crusades. And people say, why don't you rest? Why don't you take it easy? And it's because we recognize that there is an open door right now. There is a window of opportunity that that nation, that those, those nations and that continent could be absolutely shaken during our lifetime with the power of the gospel. And we want to seize that moment. Leonard Ravenhill said the opportunity of a lifetime must be seized during the lifetime of the opportunity. So wow. We want to seize those opportunities while they are there for the sake of the kingdom of God. Absolutely. So we're seeing this huge opportunity in Africa and you guys are taking it and it is going, it's taking off. What about here in America? What opportunity do you see God opening up here? What is, what is that even going to look like? Well, you know, I hate to talk about America in a monolithic sense. I think America has a lot of things going on in different communities, different sectors, but I do think that God is opening up doors. And one of those doors I think that we're going to talk about today is is the sin. Um, okay. And so sometimes there, there are 
there is a moment where God lays something, a vision, a dream on the heart of a man, man or woman or a group. And they have the opportunity to rise up and seize that moment. And we're doing that right now with Descend. We believe that, that this is going to be a monumental history-making shift that comes to America. Um, and, and I believe that what's going to happen is there's going to be a shift from just prayer and intercession, which we've seen um, ha- taking place in America now for a couple of decades in a really remarkable way through the prayer movement in Kansas City and the stuff that mm-hmm. Lou Engel has been doing and, and others. But now there's coming a shift to that emphasis. It's not just John the Baptist saying, prepare the way for the Lord. It's a Jesus revolution, declaring the gospel with signs, wonders, and miracles, the things that we've seen happening in Africa. We are going to see those happening in America. This is the season for that change. Awesome. So if someone came to the Send, what should they expect to see? Well, it is. we believe that it's going to be the launch of a whole um, movement of evangelism across the nation. We're believing God's going to gather 60,000 evangelists from there. We believe hundreds of thousands of missionaries and evangelists are going to be launched through this movement, and millions are going to be saved in America. So the event itself is not is just as a means to an end, really. It is not just about getting together in a stadium and having a great event and hearing great music and listening to great speakers. It is about a solemn assembly right. of believers coming together, putting a stake in the ground and saying, this is our moment to rise up. There's going to be impartation. We're going to have some of the, the fathers of the faith men that um, are kind of of the older generation, but they have been the ones carrying that standard. They're mm-hmm. going to impart that to the next generation. We're going to have, we're going to be interceding. We're going to be praying. There's going to be the preaching of the gospel, signs, wonders, and miracles are going to happen. We're going to be bombarding the city with evangelism for a week prior leading up to it. We're going to have evangelism going on in the schools, on the streets, in the marketplaces, everywhere. Orlando is going to be shaken, and I believe it's going to be the prototype of something that, that God wants to do throughout the nation. Amen. So just really quick so that we have a, an understanding, where is this going to be? When is it? Who's going to be speaking? So the Send will take place on February 23rd, 2019, um, at Camping World Stadium, which is formerly known as the Citrus Bowl. Um, and that's all in Orlando, Florida. And the speakers, I mean, there's there's far, far too many speakers. And actually, there's not going to be speakers in the traditional sense. There's not going to be like hour-long preaching sessions, but there are going to be many men of men and women of God coming together, joining hands, linking up their influence, their ministries, their voices with this. Of course, Lou Engel, um, who is the one that founded the call and has now laid that down and has become part of this new thing that I helped to lead um, with Lou called The Send. Um, Laureen and Doreen Cunningham are going to be there. Andy Bird of uh, YWAM, Heidi Baker, Bill Johnson, Mike Bickle, Claudia Friedson, Todd White, Francis Chan, uh, um, see, Banning Liebscher, Michael Culianos, uh, Dominic Russo, Ben Fitzgerald, myself. I mean, I could go. Okay, so there's far too many names to mention um, in terms of the ministers that are going to be there, but also there's going to be um, some great worship teams and worship leaders like Jeremy Riddle, Stephanie Gretzinger, Misty, Misty Edwards. Uh, Lindy Conant, the Circuit Riders, at Jesus Culture, the list goes on and on. So it's it's definitely an event and a solemn assembly that nobody's going to want to miss. That's so awesome. And one thing that I'm just noticing as you're listing all these names is that that is such a diverse group of people. I mean, all those people who have different callings and bents and um, not audiences, but a reach, I guess. So 
what what I'm hearing you say is that all these different people from different streams are coming together. And what role do you think that unity has in causing this move of God, I guess, to erupt? You know, the reality is different streams, but we all love Jesus and we all believe in the power of the gospel. That's the thing that unifies us. Right. And so, you know, if we can gather around the cross and around the blood of Jesus and the cross of Jesus, everything else can find its secondary place in in our hearts and in our, our different movements. But we have to unite as the body of Christ around what is most important, and that is Jesus Christ, his cross, his blood, and the fact that he wants to shake America once again. Amen. So for those who are interested in the send, those who are listening today, if they were to come, how do you believe or what do you believe would happen in their lives as a result? Well, you know, I I really believe, again, the emphasis is on America being shaken by the power of the gospel. Mm -hmm. I believe there's going to be an impartation of that evangelistic mantle. I believe that what we're going to see is a lot of people, young and old, catching this burden to win their world for Jesus. So, again, it's not just about the event. It's about every believer being empowered, being filled with the Spirit, and being um, launched out to be a light wherever they come from, whatever city, whatever region, whatever neighborhood. They're going to be, be able to take that same thing that they've received, that impartation, back to their, their cities and their living places. Amen. Definitely. So let me just ask you, Daniel, is there anything else that you feel burdened to share with us that I didn't ask you? Well, I think we've covered most of it. I, I would just encourage people, if, if they have had this desire in their hearts to see something happen in America, I hear this all over the place. People say, when are we going to see what you've seen in Africa happening in America? Or they say, when is revival going to come to America? Or, you know, people are looking for that solution they're looking to the government, they're looking to the White House, you know, they're looking to different political parties, and they're not seeing the answers come. If, if you've been one of those who has been looking for an answer, you know, nothing happens by itself. We need the body of Christ to join together and to seize this moment. This can be it, and I believe this is it, that there's a, a sacred, solemn opportunity for us to seize this moment for Calvary's sake and to see America, America shaken by the gospel. So don't let this moment pass. Don't take this for granted. Let's come together and let's do this. Amen. And so listeners, you heard him. If you feel burdened to come to the send and just join with the body of Christ and and receive that impartation, you can register at thesend.org. And if you want to learn more about Daniel's ministry, you can visit cfan, that's C-F-A-N.org. So Daniel, could you please just close us out today with praying for those listening today, that God, that they would receive that impartation and have a move of God in their own lives. Yes, absolutely. So, Father, I just thank you for my brothers and sisters that are listening to this, Lord, whether it be in their cars or walking down the street, wherever it is, Lord, I pray that right there and right now that you would touch them by your spirit. I pray that they would sense your presence in their life, even at this very moment, Lord, that you would begin to stir and awaken something on the inside of them that maybe they've never felt before or they haven't sensed it in a long time. It's your spirit drawing them to yourself and calling them to a life of radical gospel impact. Lord, I thank you that they will be used by your spirit to see signs and wonders, to bring the lost to the cross of Jesus Christ. And Lord, let us come together for the sake 
of this great move, this next great awakening in America. I know this is part of your heart, and I, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would allow us to catch it as part of our hearts as well. I bless those listeners, Lord. If there's anyone who needs a miracle in their own life, maybe it's a healing, maybe it's a provision, Lord, I ask you to do it right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Daniel, thank you so much for sharing with us today. And listeners, thank you for tuning in. And you can tune in next time to the Charisma Connection. When Robert Morris started Gateway Church, with the support of Jimmy Evans, his heart was to feed God's sheep and to help other pastors and churches to do the same. Now, more than 18 years later, Gateway has grown to over 39,000 members, and it's impacting the world through Christ-centered teaching, ministry, and missions. If you are a pastor or church staff, God's call is on your life, but that doesn't mean that ministry and church administration is easy. Let Gateway Church's resource network help your ministry by giving you the tools and support that you need to have a greater impact in your sphere of influence. Just visit gatewaynetwork.com today to learn more. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.